0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
1: Every secretary of state that we have had in the United States, every single one and every undersecretary of state, the entire State Department is controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. They're all controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations.
2: You can become an official. Official Patreon supporter of my work here at Strange Planet Productions by donating a monthly amount through patreon.com forward slash Strange Planet. Patreon.com forward slash Strange Planet. There are several tiers to choose from. Pick which one is right for you, but any monthly amount is greatly appreciated. As a sign of my appreciation, you can have your name mentioned on air during my weekly radio show, or you could have your name included in a crawl on my YouTube channel live stream. You could also receive episodes of my old podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. This critically acclaimed podcast, produced in partnership with Chris Jericho, is not currently available anywhere else. If you enjoy this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can really get behind me and my work by donating once a month at patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet.
0: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres, Pursuing the truth wherever it leads.
2: Dr. Paul Williams, who is the co-author of The Killing of Uncle Sam, The Demise of the United States of America. And uh, Paul is a, a journalist, the author of 15 books, including Among the Ruins, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Catholic Church, Crescent Moon Rising, The Islamic Transformation of America, The Unholy Alliance between the Vatican, the CIA, and the Mafia. Uh, incidentally, that is being made into a movie series for AMC Network Paul is the winner of three first-place Keystone Press Awards and has been has written articles for major news outlets, including USA Today, the Wall Street Journal, Newsmax, the Counterterrorist, and National Review. He holds a Ph.D. in Philosophical Theology from Drew University in his head and has served as a consultant on organized crime and international terrorism for the FBI and an adjunct professor of theology, humanities, and philosophy. Incidentally... Uh, the website, if you uh, are interested in learning more about the book, is com. Paul, welcome back. It seems like
1: I never left you, Richard.
2: <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about uh, sort of laying the groundwork. We talked about in hour one uh, Cecil Rhodes and the Secret Roundtable uh, Society and this quest, uh, really, to extend the British Empire to the entire globe over all of humanity to control all of the resources. Africa, of course, was a jewel uh that they wanted and then of course they wanted to take the colony back the united states of america which they lost under king george uh back in 1776 and and uh, that quest began with uh, the formation of this uh uh the pilgrim uh was it the pilgrim society yes and uh, who met at the waldorf astoria and these were all the big mucky mucks the elite of the elite i mean the one percent of the one percent we're talking about the rothschilds the rockefellers the carnegies the morgans uh they decided if you want to control uh, a country, you need to control uh, the money. And so they created, of course, the Federal Reserve on Jekyll Island uh, rather surreptitiously back in 1913. And um, they also then moved into controlling education through these endowments, uh, uh, the Ford Endowment, for example, and, and uh, the Carnegie uh, Group, and all of these that funded the schools to the tune of 20 percent. They wrote the textbooks. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're telling tales at a school, so to speak, to suggest that, uh, you know, a, a diploma ain't what it used to be. So there has been this sort of homogenization, standardization, uh, a dumbing down. And um, I mean, because I, I, I'm thinking you want a, you want a pliable... You want a compliant populace. You want you don't want you know uh, heretical thinkers and people who are going to say, "Hey, the emperor has new clothes." You want to train people to stack boxes, essentially.
1: Right, and you do you, you do not want uh, professors in your universities and uh, colleges and teachers in your high schools uh, teaching anything contrary to uh, what should be and what should be mandated to be to be taught.
2: Well, so so, what do we have? We have now in the universities. We have certainly radical, progressive uh, professors who are, I would say, by and large, you would ca- you would characterize them as being cultural Marxists. Um, I mean, the, they're certainly, you know. Um, uh, not not sort of towing the party line, are they? I mean, or well, what is the party well, line?
1: Well, do you know what? In, in, in 2011, there was a study undertaken of, of the United States undergraduate students, and they realized that uh, most, undergradu- most students who graduated from colleges in the United States had uh, received a degree without reading 20 pages of writing. Uh, a third of the students, uh, 45% of them, uh, he showed no improvement in critical thinking from the day that they set foot on on their college campus to the day they graduated. Uh, another study showed that the twenty five percent of the uh, of America's graduates uh, were uh, were reading on a, on a on a third and fourth grade level, compared to forty other uh, modernized countries. The United States ranked seventeenth in literacy, seventeenth in math. 21st in science, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. It's right, just right. Complete. I saw it myself it, it, in, in, in the schools I taught. They used to segregate. Uh, the, when I first graduated from college, I taught in Abington Heights and Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, and they used to put the the brightest of the bright with the with, with fellow bright students, uh, uh, average students with average students. And slow students with so, slow students. Now this this sounds right now outrageous, but that's the way uh, the educational system in the United States worked. And the the bright students challenged themselves, and they got brighter. And uh, the average students uh, got better. And uh, but what happened was right now uh, because of, of, of legislation called No Child Left Behind, you have to have the uh, the slowest of the slow students. In with the brightest of the brightest, so somebody teaching there has to direct everything to the lowest common element in the classroom, which of course creates a real dumbing down, and that's what we're seeing right now uh, throughout the United States. But it's by design. Once again, the foundations are demanding that, and they control the Fed, the, uh, the educational system.
2: But back so back to this. the uh, the radicalization uh, on college campuses. I mean, back that's, in the 60s, that was all
1: funded by the Rockefellers. Uh, right during the 1960 all funded
2: right I mean back all in the 60s funded. though, at least back in the 60s you had you had students marching for more free speech you had students marching for you know more liberty more protection against privacy uh, and now they're marching against free speech you we have cohorts but uh, you know hundreds of thousands of students being churned out who hate capitalism who hate the First Amendment uh, you know who who hate Western civilization
1: well, they're, they're all being conditioned. They have been conditioned, and they really don't know what is taking place. They don't know anything about what we're, talk, we're talking about, the monetary system. Not, 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 not a damn thing about it. They know nothing about uh, the way that their schools are, are being controlled. Uh, they they know nothing about the false flag attacks that have been brought us into war after war after war. They know nothing about what's what, what's really taking place in the country. If you even talk to them, if you, and once again, I I taught college for for years and years and years. You know, uh, how, did was, you right?
2: how did you survive? How did you survive?
1: I had to get out of it. It was it, it, look at I, I it, it, some of my my students. I I, I became toward the end. The, the dean of a college that I was teaching at used to just pass the students that I failed.
2: Right. But, That's I mean, with your, with your views and your perspective, you would need armed guards to walk onto a college campus today.
1: Oh, man. I mean, well, look, I, I feel sorry for them. You know, I, I received a great education, a wonderful education. And I came from a very poor family. I mean, my father was a thread salesman. But, you know, I, 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 I was a good student. I got a, a, a full scholarship. I, got, I received a great education in the United States. You know, I've I got a background. I, 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 my Ph.D. was in Latin. Who I mean, I writes a Ph.D. in Latin these days? I mean, people don't even, you can't even begin to, I mean, but in, in those days, believe me, it wasn't extraordinary. It was not an extraordinary feat, you know, feat. Right. Um, Everyone that went to graduate school when, when I was at, 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 at Drew University, for instance, where I, I studied, there were only three, there were three people in uh, my division. That's it. Wow. Three students. And that's all they took.
2: I want to talk about... I want to dial things back now. Uh,
1: oh, get better. Good. I don't want to talk about myself.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's, this is all very uh, important Let's stuff. Let's go
1: back. We talked we talk about the way that this cartel was formed at the Pilgrim Society, yes. the way they took over the economy, the way they took over the educational system. There's one thing I'd like to... if I could lead right into this. Yes, please. They took over the State Department.
0: Uh-huh. That
1: was an important thing. What happened was, after World War I, they brought us into World War I, for, and this is this is what's wonderful richard if you talk to people in canada the united states britain france germany throughout the world what caused world war 1 nobody
2: well <laughs> officially at- we're told or taught that the german navy was building up and that this was perceived as a threat to uh, to great britain well that's uh,
1: true yeah that is true it was all about money. People think art, the the, the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. No. Right. no, no, no. It was the fact that the that the that the British control of natural resources was being threatened by Germany. You're exactly right, and that was World War. But and look at it was hugely profitable. It created the industrial military complex. It was highly profitable for the Morgans and uh, and for uh, Rockefeller. It brought, as a matter of fact, it brought it, it created uh, it created new technology with oil. World sure. War One. Sure. You know, before then, everything was was run by coal, and uh, World War One. You know, the, the British fleet was com- by the end of the war completely uh, operating. You know, using oil. So it, it brought about huge changes, huge enrichment for the for the Rockefellers. At the end of World War One, they wanted to create a League of Nations that failed. When that failed, what happened here in the United States is the Morgans, this is the Pilgrim Society, the same bloody prep players. Richard, this is it's the, the, the players don't change. The same pilgrims that created the society in 1903. They created the Council on Foreign Relations in 1920. And what happened with the Council on Foreign Relations is this, that it, it was formed just like the secret society, uh, 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 a circle within a circle within a circle within a circle. A private secret society, Council on Foreign Relations, no minutes, no uh, uh, no records ever disclosed. Uh, they, even their membership rules now are, are withheld from from uh, from the public. But this one group, controlled by the Morgans and controlled by the Rockefellers, and totally, uh, they they uh, they they start to develop study groups, funded by the foundations. And these study groups start to outline what this, the policy of the United States should be, foreign and domestic.
2: Right, and all their members end up being in the in, in the exactly. the time
1: of Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
2: Right, right. Get and
1: this, every just... secretary of state that we have had in the United States came from the Constitution, every single one. And every undersecretary of state, the entire State Department was is and not is controlled by the Council on Foreign Relations. They're all controlled by the Consul on Foreign Relations. That's our State Department, which controls our foreign policy and our domestic policy.
2: What about Zbigniew Brzezinski? Uh, was he?
1: Start, total CFR.
2: And he started the Trilateral Commission, didn't
1: he? he well, uh, with David Rockefeller. Hmm. Don't forget, David Rockefeller funded right. all that. David Rockefeller funded the United Nations. David Rockefeller funded all these things.
2: So the the State Department taken over um, very very early on. Now, would it be fair to say that the executive branch was taken over in November of 1963?
1: I would say the uh, no. I would say that that uh, uh, that the executive branch was taken over in 1932 with FDR. Yeah. Yeah. but there... yeah he was totally, he was totally groomed by uh, the Morgans and the, and the rockefellers totally totally uh, from you know from day one he's the one that confiscated the gold he's the one that brought in these uh, the, the big government programs uh, he's the one that, uh, that brought it that really lured us uh, and we had no business being in the world war two lured us in there to to further the the interest of the this this cartel uh it, it, people say, "Oh, well, we had to fight Adolf Hitler, uh, and you know, well, we we had to fight for the for the, we had to fight against the bad guy." Yeah, that that really makes a lot of sense because we were allied with Joseph Stalin, and uh, compared to uh, Hitler, uh, Hitler compared to Stalin looked like a piker. Uh, Hitler killed ten million, Stalin killed a hundred million. So uh, yeah, but so but in any case, that's but af- what happened that after World War II? This is important too. The, the, this, the same cartel through, created the United Nations through the Council on Foreign Relations, and the United Nations, we, we formed a treaty, the federal government did, our federal government, with uh, the, a, a treaty between a country and an organization. I mean, Richard, it doesn't make sense. You can't have a treaty between an organization and a country. I'm sorry, right. you can have right. it between a country and a country, but we have a we have a bloody treaty with an organization, and in, in accordance with that treaty, we have been brought into war. Right, we've been brought right. into war. I mean, it, it's under 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 under, uh, uh, under foreign leadership. Uh, but in any case, they created the the United Nations. Uh, after the, well, along with the United Nations, this same cartel created something called the World Bank. And the International Monetary Fund. Right. The American people don't understand this. It's all controlled. Do, do, do you understand the way that the World Bank works? The World Bank to 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 developing countries and countries in need provides loans, billions of dollars in loans. All the loans, which are guaranteed by the federal government, by the way, uh, come from Chase Manhattan, Morgan Stanley the same members of this money cartel all the money comes from them and the very the first stipulation of the loan is that they're paid back first and the way that, and if they're not paid and, and if they're not paid back entirely and the, the the demands are outrageous what happens is the the rockefellers and the morgans and the rothschilds uh, can confiscate the natural resources right. of the countries that they loaned money to. Right, it's a fire That's sale right. throughout Africa. Uh, the 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 Rockefellers and are, are now controlling, and the Rothschilds the water supplies of different. Not only the water supplies, but taking the land and taking the land and putting people in 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 in, in, in repopulating the people in different areas. Right, they're taking. All of the natural resources, they're raping and pillaging because these countries that are receiving loans from the World Bank can't repay them. It's happened time and time and time again throughout South America. It's happening time and time again throughout, uh, th- throughout Africa. It's happening throughout uh, Southeast Asia. That these, these bastards are taking from, from the people their only, only source of wealth. They're re they' they're, 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 they're taking up populations and resettling them in the camps in camps and we're allowing that and this is once again this is so you wonder why people in South America right now or people in Africa or people in Southeast Asia hate America, hate the United States well do you know why because they they, they they associate the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund with the United States.
2: Right, but these 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 groups and these people are are ultra-national. They're above. I oh, mean, yeah. th- this oh, is yeah. not There's the United to, States. I, mean, r- I happen people
1: I, don't matter. Right, and, to, and another thing to bring their to, to 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 seize natural resources, they have brought the United States into war after war after war. For no reason, right? I mean, because, and they say, "Oh, you have to. Sub- we have to support the military and say, oh, 'Oh, we're proud of your service.' No, no, no. You should never go into the United States military right now because you're not serving the interests of the United States. You're serving the interests of a money cartel.
2: I, I want to. Uh, the money
1: cartel right now in Libya. The money cartel right now that's interested in taking over Syria. Yes. The money cartel that's that's interested right now in 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 uh, in, in taking over. The natural resources uh, throughout Central Asia? I mean, please.
2: I want, to, I want to make a couple of points here, though. One is what I, I think of the U.S. Constitution. I mean, I, I think that's one of the most important documents. I think it's a shining light. I think the idea of the United States of America, this experiment, this a grand experiment, uh, is a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I think it has been you know taken away from the people. But I think the United States of America, the people of the United States, the idea of the United States is a force for good in the world. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Well, I, 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 look, I, I, in, in terms of the founding fathers of the United States, in, in form, in, in terms of, of what America was supposed to be, uh, yeah, Richard, I agree. In terms right now of what we're doing, no. I mean, right now, what we have, what we are doing, is we are allowing a money cartel to take us into war after war after war, killing, killing millions and millions and millions of civilians for no reason except greed. Uh, I, I mean, there's, it, it's, it's, depl- we, using weapons of mass destruction on, on a scale, and you know, the, the. the, the, the That nobody could even imagine. George Orwell couldn't imagine dropping even even in Iraq dropping nuclear weapons. I mean, please, in Afghanistan nuking them, and nobody's writing about it. Dropping white phosphorus on on civilian. No, no, no. no, This is not what the people in the Constitution that wrote the the Constitution were thinking about. These are not what the founding fathers were thinking about. Uh, This is not Thomas Jefferson. This is exactly what they warned us against. And yet right now we're brought into war after war after war, and we are committing atrocities. You you know, right now the CIA is toppling governments throughout the world. We've done it throughout Latin America under Operation Condor. We've done that. We've toppled the the government in Turkey two or three times in greece the same way in italy we got rid of uh, aldo Moro we have toppled the government and now people are saying oh the russians are interfering with our with our our election process i mean please open up realize what we're doing and what we continue to do and the cia once again is not beholding to the federal government the cia is not answerable the cia is not answerable to congress it's not answerable to anyone it's, it only it's not answerable to anyone and the CIA is funded thanks to the money cartel almost totally through the heroin industry. This is all fact and yet the American we, we know Richard we, I, we cannot I cannot say right now in my country as a man who grew up here and loved the United States that America remains a shining light or a shining example no no America has to re, really we have to get back. And, and, and realize what we are supposed to be, and we have to take steps to restore our government.
2: Every once in I a mean, while, a president comes along that's not reading off the, the script. Of course, you know, we had uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, who, who was trying to uh, revoke the, uh, the, the charter for the, for the central bank at that time, correct? The, right. Uh, we had, of course, Kennedy. Kennedy, right? We to, We're one to mint
1: our own money.
2: Trying to do the same thing, which you know, and both, of course, shot in the head in public, which sends a clear signal. Um, what about Nixon? I mean, because I look at oh, Watergate. I, I look I, at Watergate in many ways as sort of a more sophisticated method of assassination.
1: Well, that, yeah, but Nixon, uh, I grew up as a conservative. Uh, I, I wrote for National Review, as you as you mentioned before. I was a bona fide. I, I was on Fox News a gazillion times. Bonafide conservative. But Richard Nixon did some atrocious things. What he did with the trade status with China, for instance, right yes, now. Yes, I agree. Taking a dollar throughout the world off the gold standard. I mean, you know, I mean, he committed what he did in Vietnam. I mean, atrocities, really, really atrocities.
2: Oh, I I agree that I don't think he was a great president. I'm not saying that. I'm saying though that when you have a president who doesn't, he's not doing exactly what he's told to do. uh, Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
2: And and rather than, uh, I mean, you know, I think the the powers that be are getting a little more sophisticated in their methods. They don't use assassination anymore. Uh, they use they use scandal and blackmail they, and they and, use Robert, uh, Mueller, Robert and, uh, Mueller and people like that. Yeah, right. So do you think that's what happened to Nixon? And if so, where do you think he went wrong in their minds? Why do you think they decided? I'm not
1: sure that that happened to uh, you know. I, 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 okay, I, I never did. You know, I, 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 I was a fan of his when when when, uh, but uh, I, I, I from what I, I see and what what Nixon was doing in in China for instance with Kissinger Kissinger was of course CFR you know up to his eyeballs and in Nixon was surrounded with CFR people i think people just didn't like him i mean the, you know they they control the press but i can't see how he really ticked off david rockefeller to the to the extent that you know they that right i think that that, that they probably probably it didn't matter look at the president doesn't matter it doesn't really matter that much you know, uh, it didn't matter whether uh, Nixon was in there or Ford or Carter or Reagan. It didn't matter. Doesn't matter.
0: What the about policy's
1: the same? They still control the State Department, right? What about they still control the economy? What they about still control the educational
2: system? There's this. There's this legendary story, and I, I don't know if it's true. I want to run it by you. That in the early '90s, William Jefferson Clinton, then governor of a rather obscure state. Let's face it. I think he was probably making about forty-eight thousand dollars a year as governor of Arkansas. No offense to the the people of Arkansas. I'm just saying it's not it's not one of the major you know states that we think of. So he shows he's invited to a Bilderberg meeting where he meets David Rockefeller, who proceeds to give him sort of a master's class in how things are supposed to work and the globalization and so forth. He asks Clinton, "Do you agree with this?" Clinton re- responds in the affirmative, and to which uh, Rockefeller extends his hand and says, thank you very much, congratulations, Mr. President.
1: I, I think, Richard, it goes, no, I, I think people who who are perpetuating that are unaware that William Jefferson Clinton was, a, first of all, a Rhodes Scholar. So he was taken into that. Every Rhodes Scholar is taking in, you know, I mean, that's part of the, uh, the Rhodes Society. Sure, sure. To, to perpetuate the uh, the oh,
2: the, oh no, I'm not discounting the fact that he was brilliant he is he is a brilliant no no man. no I'm yeah. not
1: saying brilliant yeah he was a Rhodes scholar that means that he was t- that, that that from the very beginning he was groomed for something right and then uh, the, the fact that when he was a governor of Arkansas uh, drugs were running through his his country uh, or through his state me, through Arkansas like at Mena, the airport at Mena, and I mean, he was all part of the system from the, from the get go, right? But
2: I'm saying he was anointed at Bilderberg. Is that?
1: I think he was anointed when he when he became a Rhodes, a Rhodes scholar.
2: Ah, and any truth to the, uh, the 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 fable, the legend, or maybe it's fact that he was an, uh, an illegitimate son of one of the Rockefellers.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, I, he doesn't have that sharp Rockefeller nose. Uh, take a look at the uh, the schnoz on uh, <laughs> David Rockefeller and right. William Jefferson Clinton. I, right. I, I don't know. I I keep hearing, you know, he's the, you, you know, let's face it, Richard. We've we've heard so many things about the, you know, uh, the heritage of certain people. For instance, of the Bushes, Barbara Bush. You know, uh, her mother was, uh, her the Barbara Bush was the daughter of uh, of. Uh, that great Satanist, uh, Alistair Crawley.
2: Oh, I haven't heard I that. Listen, i got to take a time out here. We'll come back. C60 Evo delivers the miracle molecule ESS-60. It's pure carbon 60. Why not love your body and share C60 Evo with those you love? ESS 60 from C60 Evo is a mega antioxidant for increased strength, endurance, flexibility, and a deeper sleep. It's great for pets too. I take a tablespoon every day and so does the mighty Aphrodite. We're both sleeping better than we have in years. And during the day, we have such tremendous energy and vitality. We're both pain-free. In a landmark, peer-reviewed animal study in Paris, France, rats fed ESS 60 lived twice their normal lifespan. Go to c60evo.com slash Richard serrett or click on the C60 Evo link in the episode notes. Use the code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. ESS60 from C60 Evo. Order your miracle in a bottle today.
0: The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I don't know what that means? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
2: We are back with Dr. Paul Williams, co-author of "The Killing of Uncle Sam." Now, uh, wow, what a cliffhanger! Just before the break, you laid a big one on us. The late Barbara. We're yeah,
1: have another show on that one, Richard. You want me to talk about about
2: just briefly? The late Barbara Bush was a descendant of Aleister Crowley. I did not know that. I did not know that. Am I disappointing you? I didn't know that. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm here to talk about the killing of Uncle Sam. But if you want me to look at it, since we're on on the conspiracy uh, uh, show, I guess I I, I, Just a couple minutes.
2: I can't leave that out there hanging.
1: (laughs) Well, Alistair, what happened was Barbara Bush's uh, mother, okay, was, was, was an heiress who was married to the owner and the editor of uh, two major magazines in the United States. I think one was McCall's, and I forget what the other one was. But her, her mother, who was a libertine, her name was Pauline, left her husband during the uh, uh, 1918, 1920 somewhere around there, and went to England without him and she was a libertine and she ended up living uh... with uh, a friend of hers who was living with frank harris who was a pornographer and alistair crawley mm. when she came this is all true now this think this you, you can substantiate when uh, barbara bush's mother came back to the united states she was pregnant and she was uh, three months pregnant and that during those three months she had been uh... she had been away from her husband and she had been in Paris, living with Frank Harris and his mistress and Alistair Crawley. Now the word the 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 scuttlebutt from that is that the the, the offspring when she came back. The, let's face it, it was it is very mysterious. This I can't substantiate. It, it her name was Pierce. Her real name was Barbara Pierce, and right, she right. was married to McCall's. And I'm trying to think of the other. But she was a very very wealthy woman when she came back to her husband. Uh, she was pregnant, and uh, the the baby was Barbara Bush, right? Which would mean that uh, that uh, if, if, by extension that uh, uh,
2: George George W uh, is the grandson or the, the of Alistair Crowley,
1: of uh, <laughs> Alistair Crowley, the <laughs> oh, Great Satan, who, of course, was involved in you in know all, all types of things. These are things that you could pretty well substantiate on your own.
2: All right, so that,
1: that's a t- topic of another. It is Farmers indeed, Pierce.
2: All right, <laughs> the uh, the the progeny. Well, look of... look at her. Of, you know
1: what, You know what's interesting, Richard? Yes. If you take a look at uh, at Barbara Bush, she bears an uncanny resemblance to Alistair
2: Crowley. Okay, I'll have to check I mean, that really, out. Really,
1: really uncanny.
2: I want to okay. talk about now, yes. Richard. If yeah. I may interrupt, all the proceeds from—I don't make a dime from the book. All the bo- proceeds go
1: to the River School of Government, so that students can be educated, really educated, in what's taking place and and how they can how they can try to reverse things. And that we should really talk about that for a bit. Yes. there are ways to reverse what what has happened.
2: Well, let, let's let let's talk about that uh, mm-hmm. for sure because you know you mentioned uh, this the School of Government governance. Uh, one of the things that irks me is uh, even even uh, people who ought to know better, politicians, uh, constantly referring to the United States as a democracy.
1: Oh, the Founding Fathers hated democracy.
2: Yes, me They're too. War- they it's, warned against it. It's, oh, yeah. It's the definition of the lynch mob. Majority, yeah, rule, yeah. tyranny of the majority.
1: And, and I mean, the way that our, our, our that, that this republic is set up in the United States, I mean, they, people should be aware of that with the Electoral College. And, you know, that no, this is... It was never, never never meant to be in a democracy even even I mean in originally only landowners could vote
2: Well, no but in the, the idea that that, that, uh, that um, the idea is a good one I think that, that uh, you you know the Congress shall pass no law and then you have this you know a long this laundry list of inalienable rights uh, which of yeah. course have you know been trodden all over but the idea again is what I'm talking about.
1: The uh, idea, and, right, but imme- immediately, you've got to realize, the Americans in my generation and just a few years ago willingly relinquished all their rights for the sake of security by acqui- acquiescing to the Patriot Act. Yes. And all these people who are, uh, who, are, who are protesting and screaming on college campus, you don't hear anything about that. Their rights, their bloody rights have been taken away from them. I mean, come on, if you're going to protest anything, protest that.
2: Right. Right, yeah, instead of protesting uh, oh, pr- yeah. freedom of oh, speech yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how yeah. anything that offends me is now hate speech and should be banned, yeah
1: yeah or uh, yeah, or so yeah, it's ridiculous so how well, let's yeah.
2: let's talk about that, how do we I mean it seems insurmountable. it almost seems like uh, you know the elites have everything locked down, and there's it's too late, is it?
1: The answer is it, it prob- there is hope, but the, the hope is only a ray of hope. Uh, for instance, the the, the the American the people in the United States have to demand an audit of the Fed. They have to do that. Uh, the, the The United States has to produce, begin producing real money, not paper money. Real money.
2: What does that mean? Uh, money though, based uh,
1: on a commodity.
2: What does that mean to audit the Fed? What would that entail?
1: Well, right now you realize that that uh, that, that, that that the Fed. Uh, that the federal reserve remains exempt from scrutiny by the government accountability office the GAO uh, the investigative arm of congress they they don't, they they don't they don't they don't disclose anything
2: could that be changed by an executive order
1: so that could be that could be exchanged that could be rectified by an executive order but uh, it, it, that's very easy because the fed isn't really part of the government that okay. could be done so, i mean rand paul and Ron Paul uh, have been screaming about that for decades, and that that, that, that don't even makes sense. Audit the bastards.
2: What Their would time. that What would that mean to audit them? What would it What would we learn?
1: It would mean. Do you know what you would learn? You would you would learn that 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 much of the uh, of, of of the wealth of the United States has been stolen. Has been uh, you would you would learn who it, right now are the shareholders? Wouldn't you like to know who right now the present shareholders—you don't. Nobody knows that now. Of the Fed are. we know who they were in the beginning, but who are they now? Right, right.
2: Okay. So I mean, number one, you know, audit many, the. F- it, from the beginning, many
1: many foreign bankers owned shares in the Federal. Well, who owns the shares in the Federal Reserve right now? Because they're 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 controlling our our economy.
2: Right, right. So audit the Fed.
1: Uh, have audit the Fed. using real money.
2: Based, would you go to the gold standard?
1: I would go. I would go on any commodity. You, any goal. Any commodity in the world. Even on heroin, I'd go on <laughs> as long as it's a commodity. Seriously, uh, Richard, I'm saying right now. It's look at right now. The money can be withdrawn, manufactured at whim, right. and therefore we can be tossed overnight into a recession, right. or we can benefit from a prosperity, all because of a small group of international bankers. It's it's ridiculous.
2: Okay, so out of the but fed go back on the gold. How
1: about not not only gold, if you, if you, How about
2: silver, electricity?
1: Gold, iron ore, I don't care. How make about electricity?
2: How about electricity?
1: <laughs> That's well, the problem with the there, I, look at that, that that make it look even look they make it anything, make it make it water.
2: Okay. All right. No, point taken. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor that point. I mean, but can,
1: you know, come up with any commodity. Sure.
2: Okay, so back to a, a commodity-based currency, uh, uh, yeah. then what do we do?
1: We have to take control. We have to stop endless war. Stop. War can only be declared by an act of Congress. Going back in 1965, when I was drafted, Richard, back in the day when you weren't even thought of yet, what happened was Lyndon Baines Johnson appeared on television, and he said, our fleet, the United States fleet, has just been attacked by the North Vietnamese. There are hundreds of dead sailors floating in the Gulf of Tonkin. We have to have military action immediately. So hundreds of thousands of, of us Yanks were drafted were and sent to Vietnam, and it was all bullshit. The, the North Vietnamese never fired on our fleet, never did anything like that. There were no dead bodies of sailors, but we went in there and bombed the daylights out of Vietnam. Went into a war. After that, you had George H. W. Bush saying, "Oh, guess what? Saddam Hussein has gone into Kosovo and he's removing all these babies from the incubators and throwing them on oh, the floors of Kuwait. the hospitals. Kuwait, Kuwait, worse yeah. than Adolf Hitler. Do you remember all this stuff?
2: You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just fat. want to correct. I want to correct you. you Say Kosovo. You meant Kuwait." Uh, but, yeah, no, i, oh, I,
1: I sorry, sorry. to quit. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. thinking of Kosovo because Kosovo is another one. There you, have, you have Clinton saying, oh, in Kosovo, these uh, uh Christian Serbs are, are massacring the ethnic Albanians. And at Rasak, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of of ethnic Albanians buried in mass. It's all crap. We bombed the I out of Kosovo. Then you had uh, George W. Bush saying, oh, guess what? Uh, Saddam Hussein is developing ma- weapons of ma- mass destruction. We have to bomb the crap out of him. Then you had uh, Barack Gaddafi. Insane Obama saying that uh, in, in Libya right now, uh, Gaddafi is turning the guns on his own people. He's going to slaughter them. all lies. So we go into war. We bomb the deal. Stop it. Stop it.
2: Right. Right. But don't you, let me just war ask you.
1: Only, and it's only to further the, 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 the interest of the money cartel, who will remain fixated, by the way, on, on the, the vast resources, reserves of natural gas and oil and, 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 the, and, and the basin of the Caspian Sea. But that's a different matter. Okay, you, you stop endless war. Do you know what else you do? You stop university funding. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Drew, where a graduate, they don't need money. They do not need money. Okay? Stop it. A lot of these schools that exist solely on federal funds aren't producing degrees worth crap. And they're producing students who only graduate from um, United States colleges and universities with one thing, debt. Astronomical. Stop right. funding American, uh, un, un, universities throughout the United States. That's, that's, that, that's a must, too. Uh,
2: what will that impose, accomplish?
1: Impose, impose tariffs. You know, the United States before it, 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 it before the, the federal uh, income, income tax, graduated income tax, and the Federal Reserve came into being, existed by tariffs. We're the industrial hub of the world. Okay, by that, the, the government can earn its own by imposing tariffs. Another thing you have, and with that you can you downsize the government. Right now in the United States, in 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 uh, 27 percent of the Americans, uh, the United people of the United States, excuse me, made their living through industry. Now twenty seven percent make their living by working for the government. Let me ask you about
2: tariffs here for a second, and and uh, and that is that the the argument is. If you look at what free trade has done, yes, there's always winners and losers, but by and large, we are eradicating the worst of the poverty, abject poverty, at an incredible rate. And many people attribute that to free trade, or at least liberalized trade. How do you respond?
1: Uh, That's not true. No? I mean, what what, what free trade has, has brought is the exact reverse of that. It has brought about the globalization of poverty. The people in the United States right now are impoverished. Right now, the the factories, the manufacturing of goods have all gone to third world countries. Capital is fluid. The labor labor force is stationary. Our labor force is stationary. People in the United States right now are happy when they get a a job for $15 an hour at a Walmart. That is not. That is poverty. They're living in poverty. They they graduate from college under terrible debt. They increase their debt when they buy a house and buy a car when they have kids. They die die under reverse mortgages. Richard, what this has brought, what, what, what free trade has brought, and this is from Cecil Rhodes and Morgan, their number one principle was free trade has brought poverty.
2: What about trade wars?
1: How can, right, well, you see, the, the, the fact is, right, that's when we talked about Nixon. How could, how could anybody really, uh, if we really had a trade war, the United States, even at this point, would prevail?
2: Sure, sure. But that, then people would say, well, but what why about... Do the- we
1: care? why do we care about enriching China, who, by the way, you know, they, they don't buy our goods anyhow, or, or Germany, I mean I, 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 What about I, your I, friendly
2: neighbors to the north, Paul? <laughs>
1: well, that, that, that's that's. I, I think, that in all honesty, that's that's a legitimate question because we're more than that. We're brothers. That's different. That's different. I mean, they, they can, there can be a different. But 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 the, the fact is about uh, the, the the problem right now with with our friends up north. Yeah, you know. You know you, you, I mean, your prime minister up there, and uh, you, you also have the problem of Quebec. Who uh, you know? I don't know. I don't know how you deal with them. I mean, they they, they can't stand the United States. They they, they think they're they can't stand. They can't stand, Cana- they can't stand uh, well uh, English Canadians.
2: There, you know what? There's uh, there's certainly, and we've been through this several times with them. There is, though, there um, uh, an appreciation for their own culture, which I admire. You know, they they want to preserve their culture
1: totally in their own language. Yeah, but yes. I mean, once again, I mean, hey, form form their own country.
2: Well, if I always say, if they go, I hope they'll take us with them. Uh, <laughs> listen, we are out of time, but this has been an absolute uh, uh, joy and pleasure to have you on, Paul. Thank you so much for this. Again, The Killing of Uncle Sam, and that's available uh, at all, all good bookstores, Amazon. And
1: people should use it in their classrooms.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. that that may be a bit of a pipe dream until uh, until uh, things change but let's i agree i agree uncle sam book killinguncle thank you so much paul right thank you All right. right. bye bye
0: a new conspiracy unlimited with richard Serrett drops every monday, wednesday and friday at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com blow your mind that is all for now